You are now listening to On Cue with Kwane. Hey, what's up, everyone? This is On Cue with your host, Kwane. We are back with another episode ready every Wednesday at 12.04 p.m. to talk about topics that may have been addressed on the surface, but not enough detail. These topics include, but will not be limited to, godliness, faith, self-esteem, salvation, and even love. If you are new here, I welcome you. Thank you so much for choosing to listen to me today. If you are returning, I thank you so much for returning. Be sure to subscribe and share this podcast either on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or Amazon Music so you'll be notified when another episode drops. Okay, y'all. So today I wanted to talk to you about what the quote unquote good news is all about. Well, what I have learned it to mean to me. I've always heard the story as Christians, we are taught the story, we believe the story of how God loved us so much that he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for our sins. I initially thought I knew what it meant, that Jesus came, he died just for the bad things, the shortcomings, the mistakes, the sins that I have done, along with the bad things my forefathers have done, which was passed down from generation to generation, so we won't have to go to hell. And that's true. But it's so much more than that, y'all. Jesus coming here and dying for us surpasses our faults and our ancestors' faults. That's what I have found out, which has helped me to, one, be able to have faith, to rely on God and his promises, and to also put Satan in his place because he be trying to act like he forgot who wins at the end. And it's also a reminder for me whenever I feel some kind of way whenever emotions try their best to overtake me to make me feel like I just can't win it didn't end when Jesus died and rose on the third day y'all it only got started we were granted an opportunity of a lifetime an eternal lifetime but before we get to all of that before we get into it for someone who is not familiar with all of this I want to summarize how all of this got started so in short in the beginning and this can be confirmed in the bible in the book of genesis chapter 1 and 2 as well as ezekiel chapter 28 and isaiah chapter 14. so when god created the heaven and the earth and everything else satan was one of his angels who was made a governor over certain affairs Satan already being in charge over certain things. He wanted more. It wasn't enough. So he tried to take over, which ultimately led to him getting the boot out of heaven. He took some angels with him, a.k.a. demons. And since then, he's been trying to take over, but in the earth by deceiving people into thinking a lot of things to deter them from God and eternal life. He started with Eve, which led to the demise of the perfect world God originally created. By Eve being deceived by Satan to do what God told her and Adam not to do, sin and guilt was transmitted from them to their descendants, us, all the way down the line. So what is sin? Sin is an immoral act considered to be a transgression against the divine law, which is God's law. In this this case, it was for them not to eat the fruit of a particular tree so god made the heavens and the earth he made everything he made adam 
he made Eve. He told them they can enjoy the garden where they was, which was the Garden of Eden, but they wasn't supposed to touch this particular tree. Satan comes to Eve and convinces her that it's nothing wrong with having a bite of the apple. Well, fruit. I don't know if it was an apple or not, but it's nothing wrong with having a bite of the apple. Or the, why I keep saying apple? It's nothing wrong with eating from the tree. So Eve eats from the tree. She tells Adam, Adam eats for the tree. So basically what happened from there, it just went downhill. So if you read the Old Testament, you will find that, you know, God was with the people, but he wasn't necessarily in. Um, There were commandments that were put in place to try to keep the people in an obedient place with God. But it wasn't easy. Um, I feel like by even I'm doing that, it made it harder to obey the commandments of God that opened the door to sin and transgression. It opened to, it opened the door for it to be easy. It opened, it opened the door to be for it to be our nature to do a what we wanted to do when we were supposed to be originally doing what God wanted us to do right I hope that makes sense so going down the line you know it gets to the point where God is like something got to be done here because we was actually on our way to hell just period so he decides to send his son who comes y'all he came to save the people of this world he came to save the people from their sins from the wages of those sins because if you read in the bible you will also find out that the wages of sin is death when they say death that means you're going to hell and he did that with his life through his death and resurrection he took the power back that satan kind of had when he was able to deceive Adam and Eve like that. And I do say Adam and Eve because Adam went right along with Eve. I don't, you know, but anyway, that's what he did. You know what I mean? And yes, you know, similar to how they used to sacrifice animals to God on the altar. He, Jesus was that sacrifice. He is the lamb of God. They reference that because, you know, lambs were one of the things that were often sacrificed. Um, but he was the lamb of God, his blood that was shed. And he went through so much, y'all, like so much. I don't even think the Bible itself um, could fully depict what he went through, like. I've heard they said it was worse than what the Bible described or worse than what the um, Passion of Christ movie described. And I don't know if any of y'all have seen that, but like, oh my God, I just cried and just, oh, it's just so upsetting. But anyway, um, so yes, he came 
to save us. He came to save us for from the ultimate punishment of what our forefathers did and what we've done ourselves. Um, he came to save us from a burning hell for real. But um, I feel like the part where I missed was I was just solely focused on, you know, the bad things I did. Like, okay, he died for the sins I committed died for what my forefathers because i i mean and that's that's so fair of him to do that because i don't know what my forefathers did i mean i wasn't alive i don't know and to be honest certain things that they did they really don't discuss like that like the real real nasty dirty things they done they really don't discuss it like that so i was just like okay okay he died for our sins when i did the sinner's prayer like oh he died for our sins but um it was deeper than that and what i found was every place where he shed his blood on his body in a particular um location where he was during this time of you know everything he went through and it's like it's deeper because he came in human form he was a person he came on earth as a person. He went through the temptation and you can read the gospels. There is three or four of them, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. They all have different perspectives, but the story is still the same. You can read all of those and you will find that he came in human form. He endured temptation. Satan even tried to tempt him, but he was already ready. You know what I mean? Unlike Eve, bless her heart. But um, he was he was tempted. He was bruised. He was beaten. He was ridiculed. He was tried. So that even lets me know, like, he knows how I feel. He took on more than just getting beat up. Like, he took on the emotional part of it. Like, and then he it was a point y'all that he was just like, and I'm paraphrasing here. He was like, you know, Lord, you know, if basically he was just like, you know, he was a little like, I don't know if I want to, you know, do it, but if it's your will, let it be done in so many words. So that, that let me know, like he knows how that feels. He knows how I feel when I just want to be like, mm you know, is the grass a little green on the other side? Can I just, just forget it? You know what I mean? Can I just give up? But he knows how that feels, which gravitates to me to know that this is real. Like, you know how I feel. You've been here. You know what it's like. You know what I mean? And to still give yourself up for me, even though you went through all of that emotional stuff, the fleshly stuff, the beating and all of that you went through, you still did that for me? Wow talk about love I I can't name someone that would go through not just getting beat up and dying for me but like the emotional part of it going through just everything he went through with it people denying him people coming at him crazy like who's gonna go through that for you who's going I don't have nobody that loyal that's going through that for me family or not they're not gonna do that and if I can keep it a buck I don't personally think I would do that for nobody but God. I might as well be honest with you. 
Yep. But anyway, I'm off topic. But anyway, so talking about the places where his blood was shed and what that symbolizes, um, I've learned through reading the word of God and studying the word of God and also what my pastor has enlightened me that one of the places where his blood was shed was on the Mount of Olives. And this can be found in Luke chapter 22. That represented having power over temptation. When his blood was being shed there, it was getting dominion back over us being tempted. How crazy is that? When he was whipped, that was for our healing. Now we know that because I don't know if many of you heard this, but if you in the church, if you know, you know, by his stripes, we are healed. That basically is what that means. By every whip, every time that blood was shed, for every time that whip get, went against his flesh, that was for our healing. Healing, period. Sicknesses, diseases, any kind of healing that we need, that's what that was for. The thorns that was placed on his head, that symbolized covering us from wicked people that come against us. Whether it's grieving, whether it's distressing us, whether it's Satan himself, whether it's just random people, whoever it is, Jesus took those thorns on his head for our peace. The beatings and this is what I didn't even think about. I'm I'm focusing on what I you know, you see the movies, the blood that you see on the outside. Could you imagine the beatings that he got that caused internal bleeding? I didn't even think about that. Those bruises, how he got beat up like that, all that internal bleeding. Well, guess what, y'all? That internal bleeding helps us to overcome beatings, abuse, depression, anxiety, okay? That sin where he was bruised from our transgressions, he was wounded for them. He was bruised for our iniquity. That's in Isaiah 53. Go check it out. You know what I mean? He was, that's what bruised mean. He was bruised from the inside. He felt all of that. The hurt that we feel in our heart, in our souls in our bodies he was bruised for that the blood from his hands when the nails went through i've learned that he through that has won our prosperity what has been put into our hands by god is now blessed and prosperous because he took on that when they put the nails in his hands Matthew 27, Psalms 22 confirms this. They pierced him in his feet, which 
signifies dominion and power to subdue the earth. Genesis, 1 John, Luke 10 and 19, you know, he gives us power to trample over the serpents and scorpions and over all power of the enemy. He took that power back from the devil and gave it to us by getting pierced in his feet. Think about that. Everywhere that he was whipped, everywhere where he was hit, every part of his body that took some type of beating, whether it was internally or outwardly, was for something that he knew that we have already been dealing with or something that was in us that we didn't even know. They pierced him in his side. Now, this is the one that got me. He was pierced on his left side, right? But when he was pierced on his left side, they did that to make sure that he was dead because it went through his heart. Y'all, when I found this out, and then I've read somewhere that usually when they used to crucify people, they didn't do that. They usually didn't, they usually didn't do that. They didn't stab you in the heart just to make sure you did. They, they assume that the person was dead, but because it was Jesus, because they have heard that he's going around saying that he's the son of God. Oh, they want to make sure he's dead. But what they didn't know, y'all, that they was definitely setting him up to be even more believed, even more found to be the son of God. You did this and then he still rose on the third day. So like what? And then even with that, y'all, he still asked God to forgive them for they don't even know what they do. You don't even know what you're doing. Talk about gentleness, which I had to learn about, you know, giving people the opposite of what they may deserve, right? So that one was one of the main things, you know, doing this study and reading, you know, what my pastor personally gave me. That one where they pierced him inside like that, I'm telling you. That was crazy. And that piercing on the left side, um, it was for generational curses, witchcraft curses, any pronounced curses that lies on the inside. Whoever is the owner of your heart, unless you let God in, Satan owns your heart. So he died for dominion to get rid of all of those things and when he said that it was finished that meant it was complete it was perfect and it terminated the power of satan and it was confirmed when he died he went to hell and got the keys back from satan and he freed Come on now. I don't even need to go into all of that. But I say all of this to say that I was limiting God when I just assumed and I didn't take seriously 
the foundation of what being a Christian is all about. I was limiting God by just assuming that him coming here to just die for my mistakes, my shortcomings, the immoral things that I may do or the immoral things that my forefathers and my ancestors all the way back to Adam and Eve have done. He died y'all for our well-being. He died y'all for every single thing that we go through. And when I pray now, or if I find myself getting into some type of emotional thing, I let the devil know, listen, Jesus came and he got dominion over you when I chose to allow him to be the king of my heart. So I dismiss this. I don't receive this. Matter of fact, I send it back to you. You're not welcome here. Whatever you try to send, whatever emotional distress or whatever it is, whatever outward thing that's trying to deter me from who I'm supposed to be or wants me to be deceived like Eve was deceived. Like, no, no. And it reminds me all the time. And it's good that I'm even refreshing myself with this because it's, it's a good reminder. Sometimes you have to be reminded of who you are and what your rights is as a Christian. As soon as you choose to have faith enough to believe like, you know what? I think this is real. To have faith to, to believe that there's just some things in your life that's not a coincidence. There's just some things where God had to do that or Jesus had like, this is real this is not this this ain't play this is this is this is real once you decide to take that notion that feeling and just open your heart up and just let the lord know that you are choosing to allow god through his son into your life you're choosing to believe that he came for you. He sent his son to come and die on the cross for your sins. And you want him to be head of your life. That's it. Satan no longer has dominion. No matter how he tries to come and fool you. The moment that you open that door, he no longer has dominion. You actually now have been justified. And you are made blameless. You have a pardon. You're no longer held accountable for the charges for the sins that you done and your forefathers done. And those wages, because that's another thing I learned. The whole, the wages of sin is death. It doesn't just mean, you know, you're dying and going to hell. It's deeper than that. Like there's depression, there's poverty, there's all kinds of struggles and sicknesses and generational curses that come with the decisions and actions that people do. You know what I mean? That can affect your generation. So the moment you decide to let God in your life through his son, Jesus Christ, all of that disappears. Now, fine print. It might get a little hard sometimes, but at the end of the day, God got you through Jesus Christ. And that's 
what I've learned, which have made, which has made my relationship and my faith in God so much personal because now I know how to fight against the devil. If he comes to me, even if I don't know everything that I need to know, as far as warfare is concerned, or I may forget. Cause sometimes you don't know, like, all the time the fancy words to say but the fact that you have faith to believe like god is my lord through jesus christ he's king over my heart oh devil you don't have the right or authority you're dismissed plead the blood of jesus that was shed for whatever particular thing is coming up against you and that's it and that's it and that's all and satan knows this y'all that's why he tries to deceive people he's been trying to deceive me if i can be transparent these past couple of weeks with all this emotional stuff, like, like I can't make it. It's always something, you know, I just can't catch a break and makes me, you know, want to just shy off and like isolate and retreat. Oh no, the devil is a liar. He, Jesus died for my well-being. He died for my mental health. He died. Those thorns that was put on the seat, that was for, all kinds of emotional distress, all kinds of feelings or depression that tries to sit in. I don't receive it. You know what I mean? So those of you who are curious, come, come, give God the chance to give you an opportunity of an eternal lifetime. Now, I'm no preacher, I'm no minister, but I am a follower of Jesus Christ. So, of course, me talking about this, you know, if there's anyone listening who listened to me and you're curious and, you know, you want to give God a try through his son, Jesus Christ, it's something in what I said or maybe something you've been reading or something God's been tugging on your heart about that makes you really want to try to commit to him. If you find yourself in this place, by faith, if you would like to repeat the final words, Lord Jesus, I come before you as humbly as I know how, confessing to you that I believe that you sent your son, Jesus Christ, to come and to die on the cross for my sins and he arose on the third day for this reason I ask that you come into my life as my Lord as my Savior and as my master in Jesus name amen repeat that rewind it if you need to you know make sure you got all the words right but that is the gist of it once you repeat that and you mean that with all your heart, honey, you as a part of the kingdom. Welcome. And listen, we're in this together. So email me. DM me. You know, reach out to me. I'm on Instagram. Reach out to me. Let me know that you have joined the kingdom. Congratulations. Every time somebody joins, it's a party up in heaven because that's one more person that the devil can't take with him. Okay. So, y'all, I hope this made sense. Like, I tried to, I tried, you know, but I just wanted to just share, like, what this means to me. Because it means so much to me. I love the Lord so much. It's crazy, but it's not crazy. But I love him. And 
how dare I have a platform and don't share what the good news is. The good news, and they call it good news because you don't have to go where you think you're going. There's another way out. You feel what I'm saying? So that's the good news for us, right? So thank y'all for listening. Thank y'all for tuning in. Um, don't forget, I do have merch out now. The link will be in the description box. Um, I'm gonna see y'all next week. I hope y'all enjoy your resurrection Sunday because I'm gonna enjoy mine. Honey, this week, I'm gonna be hitting the floor because he came for me. He died for me. He took all of that for me. Don't get me started. But yeah, thank y'all so much for listening to me once again. I'm gonna see y'all next week. Don't forget the merch. Connect with me on Instagram, email, all of that. All of that's gonna be in the description box. Again, this is on cue with your host Kwane. I'm gonna see y'all next week. Peace.